Is your significant other allowed to tell you what to post on your social media? It's a pretty simple question for today's show. Think about it in your head for one second. And then let's explore that today because what his wife is now posting on his, her social, she's like, can I tell her no? Am I allowed? Plus 500 bucks on the way too. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the show. I'm Steve Kramer. Glad you're here. This is a feel-good podcast. It's supposed to just make you think and grow and share your life with us. We share our lives, you share your lives, and we're just kind of going through this human experience together with my mom, who is just the greatest, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I'm having a weird day today because uh, Norm passed away this morning. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this podcast long enough, Norm was my agent for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you heard maybe about two or three months ago where I had the struggle because I had to part ways with him mainly because of his age. And it was extremely hard. And we can talk a little bit more about it now um, just because it's just like ugh, kind of – Kind of surreal. So yeah, so Norm was my agent when I went to Tampa and he just has kind of helped me with my career through for the last decade or so. And um, so when I got let go at Channel 933, almost the same time, he went in for a, a knee surgery. And I remember when he went in, he was uh, saying, hey, don't worry, I've got a, I've got a knee, sur- knee ap- surgery appointment on Friday, but I'll be out and ready to go by noon. I'll call you like after lunch. And I'm like, I don't think that's how knee surgeries work. I don't think you just like mm. hop out of bed, but that's, that's just the, the kind of guy he was. Like he just always busting his butt, you know, thinking he's 22 years old. And, uh, and he's, he was he how was, old? He was 86. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, so after his surgery, he started having all kinds of complications when it came to being able to walk and there was something wrong, I think with his heart. Um, cause you know, he's, he's 86 years old and mm-hmm. getting put under is always kind of dangerous. I don't know that he ever quite came back. And, you know, I was, this was before the coronavirus, So I was like really trying to bust my butt to try to, um, get, get a radio job. And he just really he would, you know, he'd be in the hospital and then I got an email saying that he wasn't able to take, uh, take on any kind of, uh, email calls or emails for a little while. And so for me, it was like, well, I'm out of work and I've got to figure this out. And mm-hmm. I know he's 86 years old. I don't know how long he thinks he can do this for. He, he kept saying like, I'm never going to retire. I'm never going to retire. Maybe 10 more years and I'll retire. And he just mm-hmm. had that young mentality. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make the very hard decision because, in his head, he was fine, right? right? But I had to make the decision to part ways with him. And that parting was really hard because, again, Norm didn't quite understand our like, – like the situation. He couldn't mm-hmm. quite grasp. And, and so many times he kept saying, I mean, what do you think? I'm going to die? Do you think I'm going to die? Is that the problem? Like, do you think, like, like multiple times. It was like, it was like an hour and a half phone call and I, I was crying because, I mean, I've worked with him for a decade. It was almost like mm-hmm. the last – last bit of my, you know, uh, life that I knew before was, was him. He was one of my longest, you know, longest relationships, especially professionally. Yeah. So, um, so it was a really, really hard phone call because I knew in my head, I was like, you know, he's not doing well, but how do you tell somebody that they're not 
doing well? Like, how is that positive? Like, how do you look at somebody and say, listen, I want to make a change now because even if we get through another contract in radio, I don't know if you're going to uh, like how long you're going to be around. Exactly. And so I had to professionally make that decision to part with him and it was really hard. And then, so that was probably maybe two, three months ago, mm-hmm. maybe not even three months yet. And yeah. uh, Miguel, you guys know Miguel from the show. Uh, he comes on here with one of my old radio partners and he said that Norm had passed away, had passed away that morning, uh, this morning. So I just feel, I just feel weird about it. I feel very, I don't know. I like maybe a little bit guilty, um, a little strange about it, you know. Um, Why do you feel guilty, honey? He was because obvi- I, he was obviously not well. Yeah, I know, but I just, I wish maybe that we could have had another conversation, you know, I mean, you never know, you never get it like a last conversation with somebody, but the last one we had was so <sighs> not friendly, I mean, it wasn't like bad, but it was just very, you know, intense. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh my God, like, well, I don't know, it just feel, it feels weird. Well, you did have a parting of ways, but as I recall that conversation, you also let him know how much you cared about him. Yeah, no, for much, sure. And how much he had meant to you. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just, uh, die. I don't do well with death. I don't handle it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not like emotional about it because, I mean, he's, I, I pretty much knew it was coming, right? Like yes. I knew that that's pretty much the way it was going to go. Yeah. Um, and of course he lived a great long, I mean, 86, it's, you know, with, with, with like no health complications <laughs> and just a bum knee and, you know, right. just didn't quite recover. Right. Um, so I don't know. There's just something about, there's just something about the situation that's not making me feel great about mm-hmm. it today. Like maybe a little bit of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So well, I don't rest think in peace. Have anything to, feel guilty about, but it's hard to lose people that we love. And I know that you did love him and I know that he loved you. Yeah. It's a very special relationship. So I almost just wish, I mean, not wish, but I almost just wonder if I should have just waited now, you know, like waited till he passed and then I don't think so. Wouldn't have been as uncomfortable. I don't know. It's just, no, I I know it's business and pleasure. And sometimes you get too close to people. We definitely had a very close, he was almost like a, like a grandfather to me, you know? Yes. Yes. uh, Yeah. So I'm, I'm dealing with that today. And he was a crazy, he's a crazy old man, crazy old man. (laughs) Great agent though. He was one of the last remaining agents that could just yell at people and be (laughs) rude and crazy. And people just accepted it because he was just so old and they just knew him and, so and he, ser- uh, and he served you well for a long time. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yes. Sure. Until his until his health got poor, but you know he was probably working yesterday. Yeah, probably. I know? mean, probably all the way up. Yep. <laughs> yep. For sure. So, wow. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, that's all right. It happens. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. Just not it a fun is. part of life. It's a circle um, of life. My mom has a question about the coronavirus, and I think you actually make a pretty pretty valid point about, you know, we're all trying, we're all trying our best. I mean, most people are, I would say majority of people listening to this podcast could, if I was saying, how do you think you're doing when it comes to being safe and social distancing and all that? Do you think you're doing a good job? Um, I, I think you'd say probably yes. Um, Mm -hmm. but no matter what, there's a lot of loopholes in the staying safe process. And this is one that I've thought about for a while. And 
I just haven't addressed it because I just didn't really think about it until you put it into words today. What happened? You went to lunch today? Mm-hmm. So Jim and I had to drop off his car for service, and we went to Alpharetta, which is um, you know a suburb of Atlanta, and it's busy and a lot of people out. And we went to one of our little favorite restaurants there for lunch, and we ate outside on the patio, which meant that we could see you know the people coming in and going out. Uh, And what I noticed was that cars would drive up that had three or four business people in the same car with no mask, and they didn't put a mask on when they came in the restaurant. And I wondered to myself, so do they, if they're required to wear a mask at their place of employment, and then they go out to lunch and all jump in a car together and don't wear a mask, and don't wear a mask anywhere but at work. Like, what is the point? You're right. Yeah, right? I, I, I kind of felt the same way. And, you know, this weekend I told you I went on a top-secret mission. Yes. And um, when I was around people that I knew, uh, one person on this top-secret mission I, I already knew uh, pretty well. And then – but I don't know, like, what they've been doing, but mm-hmm. – I didn't feel the need to wear a mask around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I already felt kind of guilty about that, number one. Mm-hmm. And then there was another person on this top secret mission who I didn't know, hadn't met personally before. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, but again, like when you were all like in the car together, we're not six feet apart, but we're, mm-hmm. we're not wearing our mask and, you know, we're at dinner together or lunch or, you know, just walking mm-hmm. around. Um, we're, we're not wearing masks. And I'm like, this is, I think, how it happens. I know they're trying to stop the, all like the big ones, you know, like with no yes. festivals, no concerts, but <laughs> yes. I, I look at it too. And I'm like, yeah, like, like people that, Oh, it's just this one person. Oh, it's just this one person. It's just this one person. Right. And, but then I'm just as guilty as everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I told you, I don't recommend anyone goes and socially goes on a vacation or anything. The thing I was doing was kind of a work thing, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I don't know. I just, I just have to, you just have to wonder like how much risk do you want to be? Like how much of the problem do you, you, you want to be? Take? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think too, that peer pressure, like in your case, you know, yeah, right. nobody else is wearing a mask. And if you'd pulled out a mask, they probably would have gone like, uh, I don't have Corona, you know? Sure. Right. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Right, you know, but you don't know if you have corona. I know it's such a weird disease. It's so crazy. It is such a crazy virus. I, you I, know, and I look at all the people around here. You know that are, um, you know, blue collar workers that are all piled up in trucks together and yeah. on top of each other, and you know. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, even if you look at the numbers, there's a a good chance you're probably not going to be infected. Not that, like, that's the answer, right? Because people are definitely (laughs) still going to get infected. There's still cases every day, hundreds per, you know, just here in San Diego, hundreds. And I'm sure in Atlanta, hundreds. Yes. uh, But still, hundreds and and a population of millions is still a small amount. But I think it's really, like, the way that I've looked at it is I'm going to be as safe as possible. And I... I'm not going to be I'm not going to be able to be 100% at all times, right? Mm-hmm. But for example, like the risk I can take is a lot higher than you can take, mom. Like most likely if I were Definitely. to get it, I would be okay and right. I would most likely survive and everything would probably be okay. My biggest thing 
that I worry about getting is not necessarily for me, but mm-hmm. it's for passing it along to somebody else because I'm asymptomatic and not knowing and then giving it to somebody that could be high risk. That's really right. my biggest concern. My concern is not, not necessarily getting it. You, though, 67 years old, mm-hmm. you're uh, you're at a much higher much higher risk than I am, right? Certainly, yes. And your dad even more so because he's immune compromised. I mean, so couldn't you, but then again, like you guys had the option to not go out and eat lunch today. You know, you you knew you were taking a risk by going out and doing that. We certainly did. So we wore our mask in, we sat on the patio. All the patio tables were definitely, you know, probably 20 feet apart. Yeah. Um, and so we were outside, you know, the fans were going, our waitress had a mask on, we had our mask on, except, of course, when we were eating. Um, but yeah, you know, you have to you have to decide how much risk you're going to take, and is it worth it? Right. Well, uh, hopefully you guys are okay, but I get it too. Like, listen, I'm, I'm not the... I know we've all be, kind of become like the mask police on social media, mm-hmm. and... Again, I you're never going to see a picture of or even like, hear a story of me just being like I went and had a le- like a leisurely hangout with a group of friends. Like I'm just I'm not going to do that right now just mm-hmm. because one I hate hanging out with groups of people, but two because <laughs> of the coronavirus. Um, so I, but again, it's just it's the risk. Like what are you willing to put in? What are you willing to get out? Blah 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 blah. Yes, blah, blah, right. That's kind of my my take but on it. The sooner that we all take less risk. The sooner I believe yeah, we'll get through I know it. I know. So yeah. that's what you really got to weigh I'm out. A, like what is important? You know, we yeah. talk about it a lot. It's like what is important to you? Exactly. Like how much of it is, how much essential, of it's important? Non-essential. It was certainly yep. non-essential that we went to lunch, but we haven't been to lunch in yeah. three months. And um, this was, uh, the car place was near really uh, one of our favorite restaurants and like I yeah. said, the restaurant experience for us, I think, was fine. It was just all the other people coming in and out. Oh, that's that's the risk. I also feel like everyone has their, yeah, but, in the yeah. coronavirus times, you know? <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, but, like, it's only this, or, oh, yeah, but, it's only that. Um, <laughs> so We do. We absolutely yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a little bit, a little yeah. different, right? Yeah. Um, sure. Okay. So this week, we, in case you haven't entered yet, I want to make sure you are up for the $500 prize because somebody listening to one of our podcasts and our podcast family is going to win $500. And somebody specifically listening to this podcast is going to win an SDCCU $50 gift card no matter what. So in case <laughs> you don't know, we have got, we've teamed up with a couple of our podcast friends and really just to break this down. And I know that when we're, Jeff and I were talking, Jeff and I come from Jeff Dollar. Of, of the Upside Podcast. We both come from radio and we know the more that we explain, the more complicated it gets. And so <laughs> I don't want to bore you with too many details or, or try to make this more complicated, but I also want you to kind of understand what's going on. So we've teamed up with some of our podcast friends and we said, hey, like it'd be great if we had a reason for people to come check out the other shows. And so every, every day this week, what we're saying is, hey, text the word from our show to 555-888 and then you're entered to win automatically and it's going to send you a link back say hey there's other shows that are also doing the same contest that you can get a bonus chance to, to enter the contest with their word so why don't you go check out their podcast too it's just a way to like you know spread exposure across all of our podcasts since we don't have a radio company we're just you know using our own resources here so um our word for our show is vegas v-e-g-a-s 
and the phone number or the number to text it to don't text it to my to my regular line a lot of you guys are doing it it's uh the the number to text it to is 555-888 so text the word vegas v-e-g-a-s to 555-888 vegas 555-888 is the number you text it to and you're going to be entered to win just have to text it one time and we're going to pick a winner i think on monday so you got through the end of the week and it doesn't matter which episode you listen to as long as you have that word and you text it and you're entered for our podcast so good luck and go check out some of our other podcast friends as well all right mom let's get to the quote for today what you got okay i thought since it was wednesday and it was hump day and we'd go light today well, technically, it's Thursday when they're getting this. So, oh no! Okay. <laughs> How about you just say, "Hey, since it's almost the weekend." <laughs> since it's almost the weekend, yeah, we yep. go a little lighter today and kind of get in our weekend mode. <laughs> we and- record our day of show early in case because uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't clear. <laughs> you, I think you said we record our day of show early. Oh yeah, whatever. We record our whatever. We're, we're both obviously screwed up, so you get the point. It's, it's Wednesday when we're recording this. You're getting it on Thursday. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I thought we would go with Dr. Seuss. Okay. So you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. <laughs> I love that. I do like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the one yesterday. It's kind of very similar to you know what we were talking about, just in a very Doctor Seussy kind of way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, I I don't want to talk too much about this whole secret mission that I was on this weekend yet. But you know, I keep telling you. Of course, I'm going to tell you everything. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but that's really what I'm having to do right now is uh, make some decisions professionally um, and. Uh, and where problem, what direction you choose yeah and the problem i'm having is that it's it's probably different than most people's problems that they have my problem is i can literally steer wherever i want mm-hmm. like i can literally do whatever i want except for live in a house I can't afford anymore. That's like literally what I cannot do. But other than that, I can, I can literally, like if I want to pick up and move to India right now, mm-hmm. hell, I can still do the podcast from there. Like there's literally no limits professionally on what I'm doing right now, because I told you this podcast isn't going anywhere. I promise you, like no matter what I do with the rest of my life professionally, like I'm not, uh, this podcast will remain intact. So I don't want you to feel like, well, I don't want to get too attached because you guys are going to go away. Um, <laughs> but I, I almost have just like too much freedom. I see some other people that don't have, I don't know if it's a luxury though. That's what I've been trying to figure out. I almost wish I had a little bit of structure to my decision-making because I, uh, I just can't, too many, I just can do too many things. Difficult. Like if I had kids or if I had a wife or if I had mm-hmm. anything, I could just have to, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing I have is a house. And other than that, I just, I can literally do. And I know some of you guys are listening to that like, oh my God, that must be amazing. Um, uh, but part of me is like, oh, that's too many directions I can't turn. I don't know which exit to get off on. And if there's too many choices, I'm my, I don't know if you're built the same way, but my body just shuts down. It's like, nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Oh, it's too scary. It's, I don't know, but what if we go this way? And then we don't go this way. That's kind of like where my, my brain has been at for the lab hell since I got let go, you know, from channel nine, three, three. So what do you say about that mom? When you've got too many directions to turn, 
I say that you keep calm and you really pray about it and think about it and think about the things that are important to you yeah, and what you're passionate about and the opportunities that you have and then choose the one that just feels the best for you at yeah. this point in time in your journey. Yeah. Go with it. Uh, Everything yeah, has I, risk. There are no guarantees for anything. There's one thing that I am really trying to be better about too, and I always thought this was a bunch of malarkey until recently, but um, truly, and not just like not just saying the words. I think it's like such a buzz word thing to say, and then no one really truly does it. They still just do whatever the, whatever the f they want. Um, like truly trusting your gut. Like truly trusting your gut. And I'm not talking about like, oh, well, uh, I mean, like taking your brain out of the situation and like your thoughts and your fears and your anxieties and your past and everything. And literally just trusting your gut is something that I am really trying to hone in on. I feel like our body, this may be getting too woo woo deep for you guys, but I feel like our body is always kind of giving us a roadmap and you can either tune into it or not. And your brain is just always just like pew, 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 pew. You know, there's so many different things. Your brain's firing constantly. And that comes from X amount of years of conditioning and uh, what you see in the news and what you hear from your friends and what you're seeing on social. It's just like your brain's just trying to constantly process things. What I find though is when I can literally like, there's just and again, I'll tell you more about this, all this secret stuff later, but there's something where I was just like, everything on paper seemed right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I even thought like everything looked right, but there's something in my gut that was telling me, don't do it. Like <laughs> everything, like it, it, it was, it would be stupid. Most people would like kick themselves. And I, I, that's even where I was. Like my brain was like, no, like this is, everything is, is perfect with this, this situation. Like why, why would you not do it? Why would you not like this? It all lines up. Yeah. And just something about my, like in my stomach, I just get this like sick feeling of like, ugh, like, mm. and I couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, there's no like rational reason for it, mm. but I just, I had to, to basically pivot from a situation. And a lot of people were surprised by that pivot. And I found out like a couple of weeks later that thank God I pivoted because the, uh, the situation would have turned south pretty fast, mm. I think, or it would have caused a lot more issues than paper would present, right? Mm-hmm. But I never could have seen that coming on just what was presented to me in front of my face, right? Mm-hmm. It all had to be, it had just to be this gut feeling. I just had to tr- literally trust my gut. Yeah. I had to get out of my head for a minute and just say, I don't know why I'm really pivoting and then saying no to this opportunity, but I am. Mm-hmm. And, I literally am tr- and like I don't have no I have no logical words. I just am feeling this way and I'm going to have to trust it and then lo and behold I was right. So mm-hmm. I don't really have any words on like I don't again I'm figuring life out with y'all but you do you know what I mean mom like literally not just like trust your like your best judgment. I'm talking about literally just like watching your body react to certain situations. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so connected, body, mind, and spirit. Right. And we have to be in touch with all those parts of ourselves, right? You have, right. To calm, you have to calm your mind. You have to get in touch with your spirit. You have to 
decide what is your what is your body telling you? Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, there's no again, there's no like logical thing. That's what right. makes it so weird and creepy because there's nothing. It's just that that gut. And again, I don't know. I'm just exploring this, but we'll see. But it is. It's the spirit talking to you. It's letting you know. Letting you know. You just need to tune into it. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for that today. We have, uh, you know, how how much control do you have on your significant other social media? Like, are you able to go through and say what they can and can't post? Well, he is concerned about this new recent thing his uh, his wife has been posting. And he's like, do I have a right to step in? We're going to do it with Ask My Mom here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Mom, how much was your first your first mortgage? Well, I thought it was 60, 62, but Jim reminded me it was 42. Oh, my God. <laughs> 42,000. That was like your whole purchase price? That's just how much you had to, t- you had to take a mortgage out or loan out on? No, that was the purchase price. Wow, 42. And then what year was that? 1977. That's not even that long ago. Mm-mm. That's crazy to me. I mean, it's just crazy yeah, because, you know. The house didn't sell for 400. It sold for 600 plus. Oh, your story was way off the other day. I know. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about mortgages this week because uh, our friends from SDCCU uh, have have joined the podcast, and we're glad to have them back. And I told you that my mortgage is from SDCCU. My house did not cost $42,000, but God, I can only imagine if it did. Like, well, How much money were you making back then? Oh, my God. I was probably making minimum wage. Yeah. And, and Dad? And Jim was probably making minimum no he wasn't making minimum wage but he wouldn't have been making more than say probably 30 30,000 a year yeah right so okay so that's so like 15 42,000 dollars though that's crazy <laughs> how big was the house <laughs> about 1600 square feet I mean, that's pretty big i mean for san diego for san diego terms that's big you mm-hmm. know for atlanta maybe not as big Anyway, you know, the, a lot of things have changed in the real estate market, even though it's super hot. Is it hot there too, Mom? I don't know if it is in Atlanta, but it's it's crazy oh, it here. Definitely. I mean, ha- houses are selling. I've got a couple of realtor friends. and I mean, houses are selling in like a day. They're just yes. like, you know, yes. you, they, you get 20 offers and like it's crazy. Yes. Uh, if that sounds like you, because since mortgage rates are so low right now, you've got to go with San Diego's best mortgage loan provider, SDCCU. It's uh, San Diego County Credit Union. They have low mortgage rates, and low rates mean a more affordable payment. What was your payment on $42,000? Oh, you remember? gosh, I don't remember. But I'm sure uh, Dad will. We can all, ask him tomorrow. All I remember is that we had $25 left over at the end of the month. After That's crazy. <laughs> but hell, if, you, if, you're, if your house is only $42,000 and $25 is probably a lot of money back then. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so it, when I, uh, the one I would re- want to recommend to you if you're thinking about getting a new mortgage with SDCCU or even re- refinancing yours because since rates are so low right now is there zero closing costs on select mortgages up to $3 million. That's that's the ones you want to do. No closing cost mortgage loans. That's the one I have. It saved me a ton. Uh, so I recommend that one with you. When you think mortgage, I want you to think San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Federally insured by NCUA, subject to approval, equal housing opportunity. Certain terms and restrictions apply. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or visit sdccu.com.
Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Mom, you had a good idea. In case you don't know what Skillshare is, it's an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. And I was saying yesterday that it'd be cool if we, because you get a two-month free membership, premium membership, when you are listening to the podcast. And I thought it'd all be cool if we could take a course together and I was trying to figure out like which one because they have all kind of courses from illustration, graphic design, photography, UI, UX design, uh, creative writing, animation, fine art, music and music production, film and video, uh, marketing, productivity, freelance and entrepreneurship, web development and crafts. And you were saying, what would you want to take part in mom? Well, I just thought it would be fun. You know, the certified fans could all get together and um, take a photography class yeah. And then we could post our photos on the fans page. That would be cool. I think that's a really good idea. So I'll go look through it. I mean, there are literally so many classes on here that you can take. Even if you just type, like, type in photography. I mean, there's just like hundreds of photography things. So maybe we found like an iPhone photography one mm-hmm. or just a cell phone photography one. And then we could all join and, and do it. So go check it out for yourself. And I'll do a little bit more research tonight. We'll come back tomorrow. And we'll talk about it. It is Skillshare. Make sure you get your free two-month premium membership and explore your creativity, go to Skillshare.com slash Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, Skillshare.com slash Kramer to make sure you get those two free months. Let's do it. Okay, ask my mom here in a couple seconds. I wanted to, two things. We had to say hi to our certified fans in a second, but also, mom, I want to follow up from yesterday's podcast. You know, we were talking about the woman who set the Panama City record for 12 people in jail, and I was like, I don't think I, I don't think any of our family members have ever gone to jail, but am I wrong about that? Can you think of anybody in our family that's gone to jail? No, you're right. If they have, I don't know about it. Yeah. I wonder if Brian ever did. I think Brian would be the best bet. Maggie's way too scared to do anything, so I'm not too worried about that. But uh, I doubt it. I don't I don't I don't think there is. Okay. So certified fans are people that uh they are the backbone of the show and they are so thankful for uh for you because you are uh like you're like truly when I look at the budget, and this is just like no BS right now, because when I look at the budget of the show and then I look at the expenses of the show like I wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> like it wouldn't balance out without you so thank you so much and we like, all kind of perks you know last night we did our Facebook live with the the Margarita Fest and um you know, $5 off in the store and we got a Facebook group you get to join. It's just really positive. It's really fun just to talk about the show and other stuff in life. So a few new fans uh, and we're just trying to catch up right now. Amanda L from El Cajon here in San Diego. Whoop, whoop. Margaret H. Margaret H. gave us a one year, her whole one year donation up front. So thank you so much for that. Margaret from Duluth. I know who that is. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. a good, good friend. Whoop, she is. Whoop. You get three if it's annual. You get oh. one extra loop. <laughs> and uh, Adriana P. Adriana P. is from La Mesa. She also gave a one-year donation up front. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Narissa C. Narissa was one of my first listeners here in San Diego. She was uh, day oneer, and now she has come over the podcast. And she uh, she's a good person. I'm glad to have her over here. So hi, Narissa. Here's her whoop whoops. You deserve them. She needs a she needs a three whoop. I think whoop, so. She's been around whoop, whoop. the good and the bad. She's she's stuck whoop. around no matter where which station I've been on or the podcast. She's been there since the beginning of nine three three. So interested. Hi, Margaret. It's very nice. Love you guys. Thank you for doing that. And we'd love for you to be a fan too. It's super important. So text the word fans F A N S to eight eight eight. 
Kramer 8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. All right. Ask my mom. We do this twice a week. And if you have a question, you can always send it to me on DMs or emails. And um, we will we'll discuss it on the show. It's a question you may not feel comfortable talking to other people about, but you know, you can talk to about us with us because you don't know us. You don't have to look in our eyeballs when we talk to you about this. So it makes it a little bit easier. And you're really important in this process too, listening, because we need you to call in with your advice because some of these situations like we my mom and I haven't been in. So certified fans and, you know, reg, uh, just, I don't want to say regular listeners, we'll just say the podcast family in general uh, can call in with, with their advice. All right. He says, uh, Kramer, I'm so proud of you and the podcast. I don't even listen. Uh, blah, blah. I'm not gonna talk about it about them. Um, I only heard a few episodes, but it sounds great. I did hear one where people could ask your mom, uh, ask questions to your mom. And I have one, if you want to use it, just not my name and let me know so I can listen. Uh, this, uh, I think my wife is going through a midlife crisis. She was really beating herself up the last few years because we had two kids and she had let herself go because she was so busy taking care of the kids and working. I loved her the same, but she didn't like it since we're both working from home since Corona. I have made more time to watch the kids and she started working out. She lost 22 pounds and I tell her all the time how great she looks. But now she's taking it one step further. She keeps posting on Instagram all of these photos of her body, either in underwear or in yoga clothes, stuff she's never done before, even in our relationship of 14 years. And don't get me wrong, she looks great, but it seems inappropriate. We were laying in bed the other night, and I looked over on her Instagram and saw two guys, one who I knew knew had sent her the uh, heart eye, it's the heart eye emoji, uh, to, her, to one of her Insta stories and these l- really little shorts. I don't know how to ask, but I thought maybe you would have an opinion and your mom too. Can I tell her to stop posting these kind of pictures? I haven't had a conversation with her because I know that she has been having a hard time this year, but this just feels inappropriate. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, what, I guess that's – it's so funny because relationships are so weird. There's, again, there's no rule book, right? I always say there's no rule book to relationships, and everybody's mm-hmm. relationship is, is is different. And I uh, – I uh, people change. You know, they, she, they see said they've been together for 14 years. And so the person that you marry 14 years is, gonna, is probably going to be completely different by the time, you know, at least on some things, completely. I'm totally different. Let's say 14 years ago, I'd have been 23. So, yes, I'm a completely different person than I was at 23. Um, but, Mom, like in a relationship, what do you feel about her posting pictures like this? It's kind of a twofold. Like, is that okay? And then more importantly, if he doesn't feel comfortable with that, is he allowed to tell her? he doesn't feel right with her posting that. I mean, it's her, it's her body. It's her Instagram. Like it's not, there's no boob being shown or anything, at least, you know, to that, that stretch. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, first of all, kudos to her and kudos to him for, you know, helping her out with that because it sounds like he gave her the time and the space to um, be able to work out right. and take care, good care of herself. So that's that's wonderful on um, both sides. Um, I would say that it's all about communication, and I think that you, you hear me say this all the time. We have to talk to our partners about how we feel and what we need in our relationships. And I think this is another one of those cases where if you feel uncomfortable about it, 
whether it's right or wrong, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, I think you need to let her know that and tell her that because she's your wife, that you really don't want her to do that. Right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable, especially like that's to me like a huge turnoff now in the dating world is like, if I see a girl that's posting all these quote unquote thirsty pictures for lack of better term, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not here for it anymore. Like, it's just not cool to me. It just seems, especially at my age, they're around, you know, my age, I'm just kind of like, eh, just seems a little, and there's, it's not about like just showing your body, but you know the difference between like a thirsty picture and like a normal picture, right? <laughs> so um, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd be upset. But of course, you know, 14 years ago, that wasn't a thing. And she obviously feels good about herself. And so that part's great. But like, do you have a right to like, let's say she's like, no, this is what I want to post on my social media. It's not, I mean, hell, you go to the beach, you can see somebody in a bikini. Um, <laughs> so do you have the right to like say what, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, she can still do what she wants, right? Like, right. I mean, exactly. It's, Just because he lets her know that he doesn't like it doesn't mean she won't do it. Yeah, and, and that's another problem altogether. They'll have to work through that, but you need to communicate what you're feeling and what the things that are upsetting you. Don't just put, put push it under the rug. Right. Um, yeah. It'll build up resentment and anger and. All of those things that are feelings that are devastating to a healthy relationship. So, right. Um, yeah. And I think it does, to your point, you know, I think it does send a, a message, you know, like, you know, guys would wonder, boy, why is she putting I mean, herself out yeah. like that? I I almost wonder, and this would be a good question. I don't, I, you know, our female audience is bigger than our male audience, but, um, I almost wonder if that's like a gateway of like being unhappy and needing attention, you know, mm-hmm. um, like if you see, cause you know, they always say to look for certain changes and I'm just wondering if that's one of them, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not a therapist, so I couldn't tell you if that's like one of them or not, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of a sudden the person, cause they do say like, like losing weight is one of them, but like posting and like needing that, that digital gratification. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a warning sign of like the way things would go? So I'd be curious. So a couple of different things here. Like number one, uh, does does your spouse have the right to say what goes on your social media? Mm-hmm. Um, like is are, are it, like are you if you're a woman, are you allowed to be like, hey, I don't want you to post that on your social media, and it has to come down, whatever mm-hmm. it is, or vice versa, men to women. Like I don't want that, you take it down. Like is that something you're allowed to do in a relationship? Uh, number two though, have you seen a warning sign like that before? Like, have you seen it where I'm just wondering if this is like the, uh, beginning of needing more attention and then that leads to the hard eye emojis and that leads to the, Oh my gosh, thank yous. And like, Oh my gosh, you're really cute. Oh my gosh, thank you. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. I almost wonder if that's like a thing. So if everybody's got a story like that too, our phone number 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. And uh, we'll we'll get your calls on either later this week or early next week. Mm -hmm. I look forward to hearing from you all. All right, Mom. That's it. We're done. For this part, at least. So I love you. Love you forever. Okay. Good news here at the end of the show, and then we'll be done. 
be done for Thursday. And thank you so much for listening to this. Um, so no, I don't know anything about sports. I don't keep up with sports. I don't really care about sports. I don't mind going to the games, but I don't know who any players are usually. And um, there is a football player that plays for the Chiefs. That's football. I do know that part. Uh, Laurent Deverney Tarniff, uh, who is an offensive lineman, and they uh, this time last year they were celebrating the Super Bowl victory, which I know they won uh, over the 49ers. But now this year he's opting out of the NFL season, so he has actually is a medical a medical school graduate from McGill University in Montreal, and he's been working on the front lines of the COVID nineteen outbreak in a long term care facility in Canada, and rather. To then returning to the sport he loves to play, Lawrence says he's going to continue assisting until the coronavirus is under control. He's 29 years old, by the way, and he posted this on social media this week. He said, given the worldwide sanitary crisis that we are currently experiencing, the NFL and NFLPA have agreed to significant health and safety protocols to protect the players. There is no doubt in my mind, the Chiefs medical staff have put together a strong plan to maximize the health risk associated with COVID-19, but some risk will remain. One of my most difficult decisions that I will have to make in my life, but I must follow my convictions and do what I believe is right for me personally. That's why I've decided to take the opt-out option negotiated by the league and the NFLPA and officially opt out of the 2020 NFL season. Now, this is crazy because... He was scheduled to make $2.75 million this season. But by taking the opt-out, he is going to be either – I'm not sure which one he'll be rewarded because they're offering uh, $350,000 for players who are considered high risk of COVID-19 and those that are not considered high risk, which I don't think he would be, but I'm not quite sure, $150,000 instead, instead of $2.75 million. He said being at the front line during this uh, uh, this offseason has given me a different perspective on this pandemic and the stress it puts on individuals in our healthcare system. I cannot allow myself to potentially transmit the virus to our communities simply to play the sport that I love. If I am to take risk, I will do it taking care of patients. I mean, that's to pass up that much money and, you know, like if you're so passionate about playing the sport and then to give it up, I mean, that's good on him. All right, let's go over to Boston, and there is a guy over there whose name is John. And John is 23 years old, and he was browsing at this store called Remarkable Cleanouts Antique Store in Massachusetts. And he's with his girlfriend last month, and they found this $200 Whitney piano for sale. And after he asked the associate, can I, can I play, he was a self-taught pianist, and he sat down and he started playing a heartfelt rendition of Don't Stop Believing by Journey. So then a like, delighted customer started gathering around and singing, and the video then got posted up on the Facebook page at the store, and it started going viral. And since John was masked, they weren't quite sure who he was, but he's like, hey, that was me. I, I, was, I was the guy. And- So I just shot that short video and posted it on our Facebook page as a feel-good story, and it just blew up. People wanted to buy it for him, and who was he? And I didn't know who he was because he was just gone. So the owner of the store, his name is Mark, he actually offered him the Whitney piano for free. But then he kind of changed his mind. He said, hey, listen, instead, I want to surprise you with this $3,000 Steinway & Sons piano that had been sitting in the back of the store. I definitely cannot turn that down. This will be the first piano I've ever owned. To see him cry made me cry. How does it feel? It's amazing. The weight of the keys is perfect. I love when viral videos just cause 
in a, just a moment that was captured. It was supposed to share with just a couple of people, then, you know, kind of capture the world by storm and then all the positivity that come from that. And so that's awesome. $3,000 piano. He was saying at the end of the story, he's like, I, I just got to find somebody to help me get to the fourth floor apartment over here in, uh, over here in Boston. Okay, so yeah, today's been funky just because of, of Norm's passing, and um, I have been sitting here for the last maybe 45 minutes trying to figure out the right tribute to Norm, and Norm is, uh, he is, uh, to describe him to you, Norm Schrutt was just the world's most, um, I don't want to say angry, he wasn't angry, just grumpy grandpa, like you gotta love him, and he, he had the heart of gold, and he cared for me and the rest of my radio friends that he represented so deeply, like he took it very personally, and that's why I said he kind of became a grandfather to me, but he wasn't like super sappy, right, like he didn't uh, sit around, and he didn't really share a lot of heartfelt emotions with you, so I feel like if I did something here heartfelt at the end of the show for him in tribute, he would be pissed from heaven or wherever next is. So instead I'm going to take the complete opposite approach. And what I think he would like probably a little George Carlin to, uh, to represent his life. There are things we say when someone dies. Most of us say a lot of us do things. We say that no one ever questions. They just kind of go unexamined. Give me a couple examples. Uh, after someone dies, the following conversation is bound to take place. Probably more than once. Two guys meet on the street. Hey, did you hear? Phil Davis died. Phil Davis? I just saw him yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't help. <laughs> he died anyway. <laughs> Apparently, the simple act of your seeing him did not slow his cancer down. In fact, it may have made it more aggressive. <laughs> you know, you could be responsible for Phil's death. <laughs> How do you live with yourself? Here's another thing they say after a death. This is usually said to the surviving spouse. Listen, if there's anything I can do, anything at all, please don't hesitate to ask. What are you going to do, a resurrection? <laughs> this ain't the fucking New Testament, you know. You know what you tell a guy like that who wants to help? Oh, fine, why don't you come over this weekend? You can paint the garage. Bring your plunger, the upstairs toilet overflowed and there's shit all over the floor up there. Do you drive a tractor? Good, that'll come in handy. The North 40 needs a lot of attention. Bring your chainsaw and your pickaxe. We're going to put your ass to work. He wants to help? Fuck him. Call his bluff. I'm going to miss him, man. I've seen a lot of sentiments on Facebook and Instagram from people that were represented by him and it, uh, it all goes the, the same way. So, Norm, I love you. Thank you for all the support in this business that you that you gave me and uh, I, I wouldn't. I, my career would not have been what it what it was without you. So I'll always remember you and just your cranky ways. And, and there's this little Jewish bakery um, bagel place. What was the name of that place? Uh, he used to always go all the time. It's gonna kill me not to remember that name of that place right now. Um, anyway, but it's his favorite place to go. No matter like every day, he'd stop by. He'd see him, and even when we go to restaurants, like he like Norm would always know the owner. He'd be able to talk to him. They all knew him. He's just his own little celebrity. So, anyway, rest in peace, Norm. I love you, and I love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe, and tell your friends. Love you forever. 